Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're tuning in to this podcast. St Bride's is famous for its ministry to journalists, and behind me you can see our journalists' commemorative altar, but we are, of course, here for you all. Do please leave a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always wonderful to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these services, you will find details in the accompanying text. And now, may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. welcome you very warmly to St Bride's to our service of choral evensong on this Trinity Sunday.
wherever you are in the world and however you're listening to us. We hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St. Bride's family. Beloved, we are come together in the presence of Almighty God and of the whole company of heaven to offer unto him through our Lord Jesus Christ our worship and praise and thanksgiving, to make confession of our sins, to pray as well for others as for ourselves, that we may know more truly the greatness of God's love and show forth in our lives the fruits of his grace, and to ask on behalf of all men such things as their well-being doth require. Wherefore, let us kneel now and humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. May the almighty and merciful Lord grant unto you pardon and remission of all your sins, time for amendment of life, and the grace and comfort of the Holy Spirit.
The Old Testament lesson is taken from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 1, beginning at the fourth verse. And I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud, and a fire enfolding itself, and a brightness was about it, and out of the midst thereof, as the colour of amber, out of the midst of the fire. Also out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures, and this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man, and every one had four faces, and every one had four wings, and their feet were straight feet, and the sole of their feet was like the sole of a calf's foot, and they sparkled like the colour of burnished brass. And they had the hands of a man under their wings on their four sides, and they four had their faces and their wings. Their wings were joined one to another. They turned not when they went. They went every one straight forward. As for the likeness of their faces, they four had the face of a man and the face of a lion on the right side, and they four had the face of an ox on the left side, they four also had the face of an eagle. And the likeness of the firmament upon the heads of the living creature was as the colour of the terrible crystal stretched forth over their heads above. And under the firmament were their wings straight, the one toward the other. Everyone had two which covered on this side, and everyone had two which covered on that side, their bodies. And when they went, I heard the noise of their wings, like the noise of great waters, as the voice of the Almighty, the voice of speech, as the noise of a host. When they stood, they let down their wings. And there was a voice from the firmament that was over their heads when they stood and had let down their wings. And above the firmament that was over their heads, was the likeness of a throne, as the appearance of a sapphire stone. And upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness as the appearance of a man above it. And I saw as the colour of amber, as the appearance of fire round about within it, from the appearance of his loins even upward, and from the appearance of his loins even downward, I saw, as it were, the appearance of fire, and it had brightness round about, as the appearance of the bow that is in the cloud in the day of rain, so was the appearance of the brightness round about. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The New Testament lesson is taken from Revelation, chapter 4, beginning at the first verse. After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne, in sight like unto an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment. And they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion, and the second beast like a calf. And the third beast had a face as a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honour and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth for ever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne, and worship him that liveth for ever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honour and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
hast given unto us thy servants grace by the confession of a true faith to acknowledge the glory of the eternal trinity and in the power of the divine majesty to worship the unity we beseech thee that thou wouldst keep us steadfast in this faith and evermore defend us from all adversities who livest and reignest one god now and forever
In the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Almost the final task that we were able to complete here in the church before our doors were forced to close at the first lockdown last March was the installation of a new memorial just inside our west doors. It is a memorial commemorating a Victorian woman named Polly Nichols, who was born in our parish and was married here in 1864. Her epitaph concludes with the words, remember her life, not its end. Because tragically, the sole reason why Polly Nichols is remembered today is because of the man manner of her death. She was the first known victim of the Victorian serial killer nicknamed Jack the Ripper. Yet every human life deserves to be remembered for more than simply its ending. Polly was a wife and a mother of five surviving children. She came from a respectable working-class home and she spent longer in education than either of my own grandmothers. Yet history remembers her as nothing more than a murder victim or just a prostitute, which is equally appalling because it may not in fact be true in any case. It has been immensely important to us here at St Bride's to be able to retell Polly's story and to play our part in recovering her identity as a precious child of God and in the process to be reminded of all the women past and present who have ended up living in destitution or who have been affected by sexual exploitation. As chance would have it, today, the 30th of May, is the date on which the Church of England calendar commemorates another Victorian woman whose life overlapped with that of Polly Nichols and who was herself deeply concerned about issues of sexual exploitation. Her name was Josephine Butler. Josephine Butler was born in 1828 and in 1852 she married an Anglican priest. She was a devout woman of faith. She became increasingly concerned at the way in which society treated women, particularly poor women, and worked tirelessly for improvement in their education. But she was, above all, concerned about those who were driven to prostitution through dire poverty. A specific focus for her outrage was the so-called Contagious Diseases Act, which was linked to the government regulation of prostitution in her day. The theory was that men could not be expected to be sexually continent when separated from their wives, so it was natural for them to seek the company of prostitutes. Therefore, it was the role of governments to try to ensure that such women were free from sexually transmitted diseases, 
in order that members of the armed forces in particular were not put at risk of infection. Note who is being protected by this. In 1866, a special corps of police was established to enforce this by creating and keeping a list of licensed prostitutes. These unfortunate women were forcibly required to undergo regular medical examination. But worse still, these police powers were widely abused and led to appalling and degrading treatment of women who were simply poor. This alongside the basic injustice that it was the women alone who were penalised and degraded by this act. Josephine Butler's campaign was successful and led to the repeal of the act in 1883, just four years before Polly Nichols' own death. It was not only the courage and commitment of Josephine Butler that made its mark. When she addressed a select committee of the House of Commons, it is said that her sincerity and her dignity left a profound impression. Drawing a parallel with the abolition of slavery, she appealed to overarching humanitarian principles, saying this... We take our stand entirely and purely on the principle that the state must not regulate prostitution and no results given to us from year to year as they are, no reports of this present committee will in any respect or in the smallest degree alter our position because we take our stand upon principles which are eternal. Josephine Butler was a woman who knew that her Christian faith left her with absolutely no option but to challenge the degrading treatment and the appalling injustices committed against women in the society of her day. She had to act because her faith compelled her to because one of the curious paradoxes of the Christian faith is that we only truly grow inwardly in our spiritual lives by engaging outwardly in the injustices of society. Christ was forever on the move, healing the sick, cleansing lepers, engaging with the lost and the lonely and the vulnerable and the forgotten and the marginalised and giving them hope because he gave them dignity. Our Christian faith requires us to open ourselves to the pain of the world and to act upon it. It is for that reason that it is, has been important for us here at St Bride's to connect our link with Polly Nichols with the work of the charity Beyond the Streets that supports women who are affected by sexual exploitation today, many of them these days from Eastern Europe. I shall close with a special prayer for today that commemorates Josephine Butler, social campaigner and a model of inspiration to us all.
God our Redeemer, who inspired Josephine Butler to witness to your love and to work for the coming of your kingdom. May we, who in the sacrament share the bread of heaven, be fired by your spirit to proclaim the gospel in our daily living and never to rest content until your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Holy Lord, the earth is filled with your glory. Purify our hearts and lives, that we may hear your voice and call. Send your church to declare the mystery of your love. We ask for your blessing on the leaders of your holy churches and especially on Justin and Stephen, our Archbishops, Sarah, our Bishop, and Alison, our Rector. We pray for all who serve this community of St. Bride. And we remember today the Anglican Church in Mexico as it awaits the appointment of a presiding Bishop. 
We pray also for the Latvian Church abroad and for its Archbishop, Luma Tushevika. In our own diocese, we pray for the Hampton Deanery, for Tim Garrett, Area Dean, and for the Deanery Synod and its staff. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Lord, Nicodemus came by night seeking illumination and understanding. Shine your light on the path of world leaders. Give your people the blessing of peace. We pray for our Queen and our government, for members of Parliament, and for the leaders of the nations. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Lord, your being is complete, and yet you create us to share your life. Expand our horizons to welcome strangers and friends. Strengthen the bonds of our community. We pray for all those who are at the margins of our society, for those who live on our streets, for refugees and asylum seekers, for all who suffer discrimination. We pray for communities where there is division, that they may find common purpose in support of one another. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Lord, you bring healing and reconciliation. Restore us in your image. Give rest to the weary and hope to all who despair. We pray for all in our parish community, in this city and around the world who are in need at this time. We pray for all who suffer in body, in mind or in spirit, asking for your blessing upon them. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Lord, your will is to save, not condemn. Look in mercy on all who have died. We pray for the recently departed and those whose year's mind comes at this time. Rest eternal grant unto them, O Lord, and let light perpetual shine upon them. Bring us to share the life of your eternity. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. We commend ourselves and all for whom we have prayed to the mercy and protection of God. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of thy Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen.
The peace of God which passeth all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always.